Welcome back, everybody, to our Washington Nationals Series Prediction Show. Let's not waste any time. Let's get right into it. Uh, for the first game, we have Nick Pavetta against Josiah Gray. Micah, who do you have in game one of this series? Game one is going to be a tough one because Josiah Gray has really come on this year as a big-time pitcher. He looks like he could be one of the, the key building blocks for the Nationals moving forward. So this is definitely not going to be an easy series. I like the idea that Pavetta's going. He's been really, really strong um, over the last two-plus months. So I think it could be a really good pitching matchup. The Red Sox are 7-2 and two in their last nine series in the first game. So I'm going to take them to – win in the first game just because they have been really good at that over the last uh, couple series. So give me the Sox in game one. I like it. Terry, over to you. It's uh, an interesting matchup here. Um, the Nationals have won seven of their last ten, the last three in a row as well, which were against Oakland. But if we're being fair... <laughs> We didn't play well against Oakland the last time out. So Gray is coming off of two bad starts. Um, whoops. Is he? I think I messed up. No, I had that correct. Okay, so against the Phillies, four and two-thirds. Uh, four earned on six hits. Uh, not a high strikeout guy either. So, and then his start before that against the Rock, uh, excuse me, the Brewers only lasted three and two thirds, uh, gave up five in that one. So, uh, I think the Red Sox offense is, is kind of clicking, uh, you know, if story can continue some of his momentum, uh, and then Turner, you know, seems to be picking back up where he left off. I think the Red Sox should, uh cruise through game one probably put up seven or eight runs oh a bold prediction seven to eight runs i like it uh i too am going to pick the red sox to take game one i like what they've done with pavetta allowing him to you know come out of the bullpen uh for all intent and purposes to start his starts you know i like the groove that he's been in he's been attacking batters um and i don't think this uh this nationals lineup is is one that's really going to put him to the screws uh so you know as long as we can keep putting up zeros on the board, allowing our offense to to work the count, maybe get uh, Josiah out of the game. I like the Red Sox chances in game one. Looking forward to game two, we have James Paxton against Mackenzie Gore. Terry, who do you think is going to win game two? Gore is also coming off of a bad start against the Phillies, and the Phillies can, can tattoo everyone, so... Um, you know, there's a lot of power there and, uh, but pr prior to that, his start against the Brewers, uh, was pretty good. Six innings, uh, only two earned runs start against that against the Mets, um, three starts ago, only three there and was five scoreless against the Giants. I don't know why, but. I'm not going to pick a Red Sox sweep, and I think this is probably the most winnable game uh, for the Nationals. We don't know what we're going to get from Paxton. He's been a little inconsistent as of late, but he is coming off of a decent start. So I'm not super confident, but I'll I'll give a very slight edge to the Nationals in Game 2. Micah, who do you have for Game 2? <laughs> Yeah, Terry 
kind of stole my thunder on that one a little bit. Uh, if you look at Gore's last seven starts, he has a 6.61 ERA. So he's definitely gotten hit around a little bit. And maybe it's a little bit fatigue for long season. He hasn't really done that as a starter before. But this feels very much like Saturday's game when the Tigers threw Matt Manning. He was coming off of a bad start, and the Red Sox offense just kind of didn't get going. I don't know. I just feel like the Red Sox offense hasn't been consistent for an entire series. And until I see it, I'm not going to pick them. Paxton should have a field day with this offense, but he's also been inconsistent. So I'm going to go with Terry as well. I'm going to go with the Nationals just because of an inconsistent Red Sox offense. Well, you know, I was uh, I was sitting here all ready to talk about how the right-handed bats of the lineup have woken up. This is going to be that gettable game like you guys had talked about. You know, here's a left-handed pitcher. Uh, a good telltale sign that, you know, it, it, are they back, right? Or are they up to speed? You know, is Duvall kind of back to the the level that we would hope for him to be? Is his story, you know, humming along? But I think you guys have convinced me. Um, you know, the Red Sox do have uh, a tendency to lay an egg in each series. It's, it's quite the uh, conundrum uh, that they seem to find themselves in. So I, too, will go with the Nationals in game two. All right, for game three, we have Chris Sale against Patrick Corbin. Uh, you know, turning back the clock for this uh, starting matchup for a little bit here. Micah, who do you have for game three? Yeah, you got it, Cody, that if this was 2018, this would be the highlight pitching matchup of the night uh, with these two lefties. But uh, Father Time has not been very kind to these two in terms of injuries and production. But I really liked what I saw with Sale on what was that friday night yeah friday night he was great for four and two thirds again this nationals offense especially now that they traded candelario not very good um so i i like sale on this one i like the bats against corbin so give me the socks to take two out of three i really did think though that with this 10-game stretch of the royals tigers and nationals based on the fact that they got swept in Toronto prior to this 10 game stretch, I thought eight and eight and two was necessary to really get back into the wild card race. Seven and three is good, but again, after that Toronto series, I felt like eight and two was really needed over seven and three. Terry, over to you. I'm not going to pick against Chris Sale in this matchup. Um, Patrick Corbin has been probably the second worst starting pitching contract that the Nationals have signed. The first one's obviously Steven Strasburg. I'm not sure if he's even pitched an inning uh, on that new seven-year deal. Micah's saying no right now, so I guess he hasn't. And he might never be back uh, again. So, um, and again, that's Steven Strasburg. So, Corbin just seems to get tattooed year in and year out. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of remorse. He hasn't had the worst last five games. He's given up uh, four earned one time, and uh, and there was another start where he gave up uh, five earned. But but not not a guy that the Red Sox should uh, have a ton of problems with. 
So I, I guess I'll give the edge to, to Sale, but let me just say this. He did get shelled against them pretty good a couple years ago. I think he only lasted like one and two-thirds innings. Um, wasn't his best start. He was a different guy back then, and this team's a little bit different. But if we're going to be wrong about any of our picks, they do have some offense uh, in this lineup. Lane Thomas has hit 20 home runs on the season, uh, hitting 284 at a 329 clip. Um, CJ Abrams, another guy that's been somewhat productive for him. Joey Manessis, who's been uh, just kind of a late bloomer, um, kind of came out of nowhere at 30 years old. He's having a good year. So this could be, if, if you come sleepwalking into the start, this could be a team that does tattoo you, but I'm going to take the Red Sox uh, in two out of three here. I think that's a good point that you made there at the very end, right? Sleepwalking into this start or into this series. And, you know, the Red Sox really can't afford to do that anymore. Mike had mentioned it. Eight and two looks a lot better than seven and three. And, and Alex Cora has to have the team ready to win these winnable games, right? Because, you know, as the the page turns in the New York series and, you know, the Dodgers series and the Astros series after that, the calendar gets much more difficult. Uh, I let you guys talk me out of the, the righty-lefty splits for game two, but I'm not going to let you do it for game three. Um, I think the right-handed bats help uh, secure this series win. I've got the Red Sox in game three. Was there anything else that you guys would like to mention tonight? Uh, I believe they are on the road, so that's another thing that uh, makes me a little nervous here. But um, no, nothing otherwise. Micah? A uh, question for both of you, just a simple yes or no. Will they wear the yellow jerseys on Tuesday night? Yes. I'd be surprised if they wear regular jerseys ever again. <laughs> yes, they wear them Tuesday night. I just, I, I you know, I ever, no one's going to be surprised. I've said this a million times. I hate the yellow jerseys. I get the significance. They're the Boston Marathon colors, and obviously – you know, going back to 2013, those colors are near and dear, but I hate them on a uniform and I hate the fact that they lack confidence, uh, wearing the normal uniforms. So I'm just going to throw that out there. Something to monitor for sure. Anything else to add tonight, gentlemen? Nope. That wraps us up for all of us here tonight. We want to thank all of our loyal listeners and to our first-time listeners as well. We appreciate all of you. Whether you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, we thank you. Everyone have a great night and take care.